Hello, welcome to the Lone Show. I'm your host, John Maylone. In this episode, don't have regulars because reasons, as always, unfortunately. As for our guest, he's from Portland, Oregon, currently living in Los Angeles, California, and he is a film producer. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Oliver Tootill Jr. Well, thank you, Peter. It's a, it's actually Teddy Hill Jr., but thanks for having me on your show. I'm excited to be here. Anytime. So, how's life? It's good. It's really exciting. I, I love the film business. I've been in the business for quite a while, and it's very exciting meeting different people, talking to different producers, actors, filmmakers, editors, composers, uh, the business, financing. It's all it's all very exciting, and you meet a lot of very interesting people that are very involved in their work and are very creative. Ah, very good. And have you been up too much recently? Yeah, we've been pretty busy. I um, My company's name is Cinema Development and Writing Services, and my business partner is Tara Walker. And what we do is, um, when we started out, we've had our business about a year now. And anybody that's curious, they can just go to cinemawds.com. Uh, that's our website. And what we do is um, we work with novelists and we adapt their novels into screenplays. And then once we've adapted them into screenplays, we've, we've been asked by our clients to, well, can you place this with Hollywood companies? And we said, well, yeah, we probably can. You know, We weren't doing that. We were primarily focused on writing, but um, we started packaging, which means that we started putting together like a, a deck, an electronic brochure that shows the actors we thought might be good for the role and what the director is. And then we present it to uh, to different production companies, different producers and finance companies in Los Angeles and sometimes in New York as well. Okay, very nice. And what inspired you to start all that? Well, I, I think um, I started out in the business and so did Tara. We were both actors. And uh, we enjoyed that, but it's it's very very tough getting regular work as an actor. You go through good times, and then there's these long stretches where you don't have much work. And so we said, well, how can we get more involved in the business? And so we both decided, well, why don't we become producers? So Tara started her own production company years ago called Alpencrest Films, and then I started I started out making a production company called Autumn Tree Productions, where I at that time, this was in the late 1980s, I pretty much focused on making educational films and actually it was pretty much on emotional child abuse. And I did that for 10 years. I had a lot of um, success. Uh, a lot of my films, educational films are used in universities and colleges and many institutions. And after doing that for 10 years, um, I wanted to segue over into doing um, commercial motion pictures and, and documentaries. So I started a company called Bluewood Films. And under that name, under that company, I produced quite a few films and documentaries. And uh, pleased to say that some of them are on streaming platforms now where people can, can see them. I just had my newest release was just uh, last month. It's called Crazy Horse, A Life, uh, featuring Russell Means, the late Nakoda actor, we did very well. Right then, very good. 
And have you ever considered like releasing any of your work on an international level? Yes, I mean, Crazy Horse of Life is available internationally. Um, they can definitely, it's on Tubi TV, so anybody can go to Tubi TV and anywhere in the world, basically, and watch it for free. It's ad-supported. And then uh, we've got another film called The Right to Bear Arms, um, which is a dramatic crime feature starring John Savage. And that's available on Amazon Prime and Amazon Freebie and also on Tubi TV. And we've got another film that's uh, inter distributed internationally. It's also on Tubi TV. It's called The Loch Ness Monster of Seattle. And it features Graham Greene, the uh, Academy Award-nominated actor from Dances with Wolves. Um, it's been doing very well. My distributor is very pleased. He just sent me a, a, a letter the other day, and he said how happy he is and how well it's doing. So those, those three films are available now. Um, but we've got new ones that are going to be coming out later this year. We're very excited about. Wow, fantastic. So where would you see yourself 20 years from now? Well, that's a good question. And 20 years is a long time. But uh, I would say in 20 years, I'd probably see myself uh, and Tara, my business partner, our own company now, but uh, probably producing eight to 12 motion pictures a year. Uh, also, I'm a composer too, so I probably, I haven't been doing my composing recently, but I've, I've scored a lot of motion pictures and documentaries. And uh, as a matter of fact, Crazy Horse of Life, um, uh, the, the score, I did that score. And then I did, actually, I wrote the score years ago, but it's used in this big feature now. And I scored the movie Right to Bear Arms as well. Okay. So, but 20 years, I want to still be producing movies and helping actors and helping create jobs for people that work in the industry. You know, with a strike going on now, a lot of people are suffering very badly because they can't get work. Oh, yes, of course. So I want to provide jobs for people. And also, I'm a novelist as well. And I hope to have a few more novels released. I just had my first novel released um, by Awesome McKeeley Publishers, which is their home office is in London, so it's definitely an international release, and uh, it's called "When the Sunlight Goes Down Goes Dark." Excuse me, when the sunlight goes dark, and it's about a young uh, young boxer living in Los Angeles who has to deal with unscrupulous promoters. And one of the one of the supporting characters in the book is a a man from England who who wins one of the uh, heavyweight titles. It's also a book that. It, it, it also covers worker exploitation, family dysfunction, spousal abuse, child abuse. So it's it's a, it's a pretty gritty novel. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, let me uh, just mention, Peter, that people yeah. can look at it. If they go to the website for the book, it's um, whenthesunlightgoesdark.com. That's the website for the book. And it's also available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, uh, any bookstore you go into any reputable bookstore and they can order it for you. Hmm. All right, then. Very good. Uh, so in terms of your written work, besides what besides the novels you've just written, are there any more novels you're yet to write or have released? Uh, I do have one novel um, it's called Primordial Division. I'm searching for the right uh, agent to rep it. It's kind of a um, crime horror novel. 
It's also set in Los Angeles in the 1970s and 1980s. And it's about a, um, a woman who has the ability to uh, see the future. She's a, a kind of one of these mind readers. And the, and the kid, the, the male protagonist, is able to, um, he's got that power of telepathy. Ah, very good. What and it's set in it's set in the uh, the context of the entertainment industry. Ah, oh, nice, nice. What could you give a forty minute presentation on without any preparation? I'm sorry, say that again, Peter. A fourteen. What could you give a forty minute presentation on without any preparation? Oh, a four a forty minute presentation. Mm -hmm. Well, I could give it on. Um... Well, definitely, I could probably give it on. Uh, I made educational films for ten years, so I could do one on education. I could do one on the film business. They cover all the aspects of the film business, from development to pre-production to production to post-production, uh, exhibition and distribution. I could do that for you. Um, I've been in the music business since I was a kid, so I'll probably give you a, a one on that as well. So. Okay. Very good. What, which recent news story have you found most interesting? Uh, that's a really great question. Uh, the recent, most recent news story that I found the most interesting probably would be what's going on with our climate and what's happening to the Earth in regards to uh, the climate crisis that's happening in the world today. That's, that's one of them, I guess. I know it's a big topic, but it definitely stands out. Uh, I'm also fascinated by what's going on in American politics today, uh, with who's running for president and uh, what's going on in Congress and the Senate. And I'm also very concerned with the state of our country, you know, and uh, how divided people are and how unhappy so many people are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to also say, too, I, I have friends who are very struggling because the they have kids, and it's hard for them to get daycare for their kids. So I, I have one friend, she had to give up work because she she couldn't afford to hire a babysitter or a nanny or daycare. So she had, she had to give up her job. Oh, no. That's just sad. It's very sad. It's very sad, the income inequality in, this, in the United States. I, I'm not an expert in your country, but in the United States, it's very sad to see so, so many people that are divided by, by class. Wow, and I thought the UK was bad. I didn't know that the US has got bigger problems given its size. Yeah, they, there's a lot of problems, definitely. Oh, yeah. We've seen the the erosion of the middle class here. You know, it's been kind of disappearing for years, and the in, income inequality that exists in this country is pretty bad. And as well as you know, there was a, you know, I was watching. Uh, I was watching News Nation the other night, and uh, the big story presented by Chris Como, who's an interesting newscaster, who's brother to his brother to the former governor, and he his top story was uh, these kids that these babies, basically the toddlers in daycare that that died from fentanyl overdoses, and uh, he's all over that. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's that's tragic, but a lot of people don't want to address what's happening to kids into this country today. How many kids? suffer from abuse and, and how they can, it's very difficult for them to thrive and survive and to become constructive uh, citizens that uh, 
that puts something into the country that helps it grow more. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can share one thing with you. I used to be a teacher and I taught drama at a film school and a college as well as film production. And um, I had a class, this is in Seattle, Washington. And I had a class where I had a quite, quite a number of kids that were African-American. And I'll never forget this, Peter, because like they would come to class sometimes and the girls would be crying. I'd go, what's wrong? She'd go, well, Joey got killed last night. I said, what, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah, Joey, you know, he, he got on the top of, he got on the roof of Dan's car and Dan shot him to death. I said, oh, you don't read about that in the paper. And then then another day, a girl came into class. She was weeping. I said, what's the matter? And she said, well, my sister was killed last night. I said, well, what happened? She said, somebody shot through her living room window and she was killed. You don't read about it in the newspaper. Oh. Just, people don't know about that. Exactly. It's very sad. Is. Yes, indeed. It's the media these days, they only want to show what they really want to show. They don't, they don't show the important stuff that goes on, like poverty, uh, financial crisis, or things that impact a lot of people in this world. Absolutely correct. Yes, you're right, Peter. They, they don't. Um, you know, it's fun, funny because Chris, it's not funny, but I found it interesting. Chris Como mentioned one night on his show on News Nation, he, he mentioned that uh, people don't want to talk about class warfare in this country. You know, what's going on between the classes? Between the wealthy and the poor, uh, or the struggling lower middle class. I, you get an idea of it now with all the strikes that are going on. You got the Writers Guild of America on strike. You've got uh, the Screen Actors Guild that's going on strike. Now you've got the United Auto Workers going on strike, and it's getting bigger. That strike is growing, and if that strike goes all out, it's going to it's going to play havoc on the economy here. Yeah, absolutely. What do you disagree with most frequently? What do I disagree with most frequently? Probably people that say everything's going to be great. You know, you just have to hang in there. Uh, and also, uh, I find myself disagreeing a lot with financial advisors who say, uh, just, you know, keep it where it is. You know, don't sell. Just stay steady. Keep your bonds, 40% bonds or 60% bonds, 40% stock or 40% bonds, 60% stock. I disagree a lot with financial advisors. Not that I'm an expert in finance, but I'm fascinated by it and I read about it. Absolutely. How much time do you spend on the internet? How much time do I spend on the internet? Um, a fair amount because I, I do a lot of research on the internet. And um, while I'm doing research, you, you, you might Google something to do research on something particular and then you find, wait a minute, I've got to have to research this more. Then you find yourself going to another page, finding more things to read about. And then you realize you're going to be searching even more on the Internet. So, And to be honest with you, I, I spend so much time on the Internet as it is on Zoom calls. Um, I'm tired of looking at the Internet. I prefer reading books. So I read a lot of books. But I've got to use the internet a lot to do research. You know, um, especially I work with a lot of people that um, I've got to find out what their background is, you know, in the film business and the financial business. Yes. So I do spend an inordinate amount of time on the internet. I, I'm, I imagine you 
you do yourself, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hours upon hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a necessity. It's a necessity today. Without a uh, without a cell phone or a computer, it'd be very difficult to survive. I do know some folks in their 70s and 80s. They don't use computers. They don't use cell phones. I do know one young guy who doesn't use a cell phone, but that's very unusual. But it, it's very hard to survive. I couldn't stay in business if I couldn't use a computer and a, and a cell phone. Oh yes. Sure, Absolutely. it's the same for you. Yeah, of course. The, yeah. the internet is such a necessity. It's part of our lives in a way. Absolutely, yes. It is. It's it's built in. And uh, you read about these kids, you know, they get addicted to their cell phones and the computers. And there's so many psychologists that predict they're going to have trouble with their personal relationships in the future because they spend so much time looking at a screen. They don't spend time in person a lot. Um, I don't know how that'll play out, but it makes sense in a lot of ways. What would a world f filled with clones of you, what would a world populated by clones of you be like? A world populated by, I'm sorry. What, what would a world populated by clones of you be like? You mean point of view? In a world populated by clones of you, what would it be like? Oh, clones of me. Yes. Okay. What? What would? If, I think it would probably be a pretty peaceful world, to be honest. Uh, I don't think there'd be any wars. I think war would end. Uh, I think uh, uh, children would uh, we'd we'd set up some type of educational system and change some values in the government and the country so that uh, uh, kids don't get abused. That parents are afforded the education and the training uh, starting in high school. Probably, actually, I take that back, starting in grammar school. Um, how to parent, how to treat other human beings, uh, learning um, about themselves, becoming self-intelligent, learning emotional intelligence, understanding their emotions, uh, and growing up to be citizens that are productive and uh, have empathy with other people. And... If this happened, we could, I believe we could, and this may sound naive, but I do think we could end poverty in this country. Um, but there's no will to do that. Uh, there's no will to help kids because children can't vote. And they're not members of political action committees. So I would, I would make sure that there are political action committees available for children. I would allow children at a certain age if they can um, show that they have some knowledge about the political system, to have a say in voting, to see who represents them. Um, and I believe with education uh, and with treating people well, with respect and compassion, uh, having people train for the type of work that they want to do, that poverty could, could be eliminated. And so if there were a lot of clones of me, there would be no more wars. And there would be a lot less suffering in the world. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a very good reason. Thank you. You're welcome. What is... Education's the key. Ed education is the key. And law. Uh, the merging of law and education. And, and again, unfortunately, 
the people in power, the bureaucrats and the politicians don't have the will or the desire to bring about the needed changes. Yeah, it's so sad. What is your favorite quote? Yes, yeah, so, um, and, and probably, I guess it's a quote that is on my mind a lot now because it's a quote I used to open my novel when the sunlight goes dark um, about the boxing family in Los Angeles. And the quote is, um, oh, pardon me, thou bleeding piece of earth, that I am so meek and gentle with these butchers. And it originally, that quote is taken from William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, when Mark Antony is standing over the dead body of Julius Caesar, and Caesar's been assassinated um, by members of the Senate, and he's bemoaning the fact that he's so meek and gentle with these butchers because he's kind of going along with them at the time. And it's just a quote that just standed out to me because I've used it in my book because I my book's about worker exploitation in one way, because a lot of these boxers are exploited and a lot of them end up in not very good shape um, because people aren't looking out for them. So I guess for today, that's my favorite quote. I mean, I have others too. I, um, But I guess for today, that's the one that would be my favorite. All right. Very good. And I could, you could use that metaphorically too. I mean, in the sense that, you know, oh, pardon me, you know, uh, why aren't the people that are running the government trying to help the people? Well, yes, that's a very good question. You know, I'm sure you've run into very similar situations in, in England. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely all the time. What improved yeah. your wife quality so much? You wish you did it sooner. I'm sorry, Peter, you have to say that one more time. All right. What improved your life quality so much you wish you did it sooner? Oh, um, well, I would, I would say I've spent a lot of time in, uh, in therapy. Uh, I, I came from a very dysfunctional family. I suffered a lot of abuse. I was put into a private boarding school where kids got regularly beaten very badly. Uh, one of the lucky ones, really. I never suffered any permanent physical injury. Um, but I think if I hadn't gone into therapy, and I was in therapy for decades, um, I, I'd say that probably the key to my being a, a functioning, productive adult today. That in a book I read called Compassion and Self-Hate written by Theodore Isaac Rubin, that book changed my life. Um, I never thought a book could change my life, but that one did. Yeah, of course. Then, and of course, if you're gonna be successful, you have, to, you have to work hard, you have to know where to put your effort, you have to work hard and you have to think smart. I mean, that old saying about if you work hard, everything will fall into place is not necessarily true. I, I've known, uh, I've had, guy friends that have worked hard all their lives and they've got nothing. Yeah, absolutely. So you got to work smart as well as hard. Yes. But the more success you realize, it just adds to your happiness and your fulfillment. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but, but people need the basic necessities have to be taken care of. You got to have clothes, you got to have proper shelter, you got to have decent physical health. I, 
don't think I've ever met anyone that's happy if they haven't had good physical health. Yeah, of course. How did you spend your last birthday? Well, my last birthday, um, I had dinner with uh, my business partner and my best friend, Tara Walker. And we went to a really nice restaurant uh, uh, down on the beach, had a great dinner, and then uh, went home and watched a really great movie. And uh, it was a great day. And, you know, I talked to a lot of friends and family, too. I got a lot of calls. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it was it was fun. Oh yes, it was great, quite a time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like birthdays? Yeah, I like birthdays. It's pretty cool, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I, it's funny. I was just reading about Jimmy Carter. You know, the former president of the United States, who was a one-time oh, yeah. president, um, and uh, he's going to be turning ninety-nine here in a couple of days, and. Uh, someone called him up. One of his family members said, "I wanted to wish you a happy birthday." And he said, "That's that's not real good. I'm not real excited about this birthday." I don't know. You made it, you even make this far in his life. Yeah, he's 99. He's going to be 99 years old. And, you know, he's been in hospice for seven months. Everyone thought he was going to pass in about two or three weeks, and he's still going. Madness. Amazing man. Absolutely. We could use a young Jimmy Carter today, that's for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. That'll, that'll be something. It would be, yeah. Yeah. What's the best way to start the morning? The best way to start the morning is to eat a good breakfast. Um, I know so many people that don't eat breakfast. They have health problems or overweight. And I don't mean starting breakfast, you know, eating junk food. <laughs> uh, you got to eat something healthy for you. Um, eat something healthy write down the, the things you need to do today if you have to make a list you know it helps me a lot before I go to bed to write a to-do list so when I wake up in the morning I know exactly what I got to do and but I got to fuel the body first you got to take care of the body I have a friend of mine who's um, he had a stroke and he's in the hospital now and he can't barely move and you know he 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 didn't have the right diet, and he's still a fairly young man. But it's very tragic. Yeah. So fuel so the sad. body and uh, feed it well. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm you sure you do because I can tell you put in a lot of hours on your show. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's quite a process, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it sure is. If you could travel back in time, what decade would you want to live in? There's so many decades I would love to live in. There's so many centuries I'd love to live in. Uh, it's really hard to pick one, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably say the early 1960s. 60s? That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's when Muhammad Ali came on the scene, and that's when the Beatles came on the scene. Yeah. To yes. me, that, that's, I think we'll never see the likes of the Beatles or Muhammad Ali again. Yeah. So one of a kind, they always yeah. say. But I, and... believe me, Peter, I'd love to live. I'd, I could go back to ancient Rome. It'd be fascinating. Of course, your life expectancy wasn't very long. But... Oh, yeah, because uh, sanitary wasn't up there and uh, advancement of right. technology got in the way. Yeah, everything's like, ugh. 
I, so, I would uh, have loved to live the life of a Plains Indian in 1840. Uh, I think that would be fascinating. It's freedom that people can barely conceive of today. And what a great got the kids, Indian children back in those days. Man, talk about having a great childhood. Yeah, absolutely. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having you on, Oliver, talking about your works. You're welcome. And until next time, stay tuned for more.